It's 5.56 a.m. here at Wax 104.5. Time to roll with the morning chores. Scott with you again this morning. How do I describe it out there? It's starting to feel a little close. Somebody might say it's starting to feel a lot like summer, finally. Eau Claire has 55 degrees here at the studio today. La Crosse is at 62. Marshfield's at 55. Green Bay is at 62. Rice Lake is at 54. Wausau, 58. Madison, 62. Milwaukee has 63. And my beautiful reporter on Iman Ridge says it's 58 degrees there. Plenty to do here on Wax 104.5's Farm Show. Again this morning, as always... We look forward to bringing you some good stuff. If you test 50 STX for only $1.99 a month. Plus, you get your choice of a free tonneau cover or a spray and bed liner. I'm Kina. And I'm Rick Moore, the owner of the all-new Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. Lease a new 2019 Ford F-150 STX for just $1.99 a month, 24-month lease. 10,500 miles per year, zero security deposit. This $1.99 a month lease offer ends June 30th, 2019. We've got a great selection of new 2019 F-150s. If you don't see the truck color or options you're looking for, I'll get it for you. At Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane, we give everyone our lowest price. So you never have to worry if you paid too much or if you paid more than your neighbor. Come on in. The all-new Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. Across from the new Fleet Farm, I-94 and Highway 93. Chippewa Valley HelpWanted.com presents the world's worst boss, the one who posts jobs on huge national job sites looking for anyone with a pulse. We'll just call him Dave. We need to work as a team at this company, so today we're going to do a team-building exercise called Trust Falls. Sally, I want you to close your eyes, fall, and I'll catch you. Okay. One, two, three. Okay, lesson number one, fall forward. Ow, 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 ow. Don't be a Dave. Find your perfect local employee at ChippewaValleyHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. ChippewaValleyHelpWanted.com presents the world's worst boss, the one who posts jobs on huge national job sites looking for anyone with a pulse. We'll just call him Dave. Listen up, everybody. I'm happy to say that our office will be doing a winter coat drive. Oh, I think I have something. Actually, they just need men's coats in a size medium, preferably light blue. What charity is this exactly? They're none of your business foundation. Don't be a Dave. Find your perfect local employee at ChippewaValleyHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. 55 degrees as we get rolling with the morning chores here at Wax 104.5. Scott with you this morning. Hey, the technology that we have these days, huh? That all those fancy buttons and dials and everything that we have to push these days. One of the buttons you can push these days is, and have some fun, is taking a selfie of yourself out on the farm. Here's the deal. You take a selfie of your uh, picture of yourself. That's a selfie. Out on your farm, go to our website, 20inarowwax.com, go to the Bob and Scott page, and find the link down toward the bottom of the page a little bit uh, to link into the Selfie on the Farm contest. Upload your selfie and get a chance to win um, a package of uh, two three-day passes to Country Jam and coupons from Countryside Cooperative. This is a fun thing. Go on there, look at the pictures, get some ideas. Have fun with this, folks. We're having a great time with it. And uh, also, on the technology side, if you happen for some reason to miss the Morning Farm Show, go to that same page, 20inarow.com. Go to the Bob and Scott page and scroll toward the bottom, and you can see all of the interviews we've been doing over the past few weeks, well, past year or so, and you can actually upload the show, the entire show in a podcast, or you go to your favorite podcast uh, provider and do a search for us, uh, search for Midwest Farm Show Eau Claire uh, when when you search for that podcast. So a lot of ways to listen to us, a lot of fun to have. And it's 5.01 a.m. here at WAXX 104.5 FM in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Let's hear some of the world and national news. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump says he doesn't need Congress's approval to attack Iran. In an interview with The Hill, Trump said he wants to keep Congress informed about what military action he's taking, but said he doesn't have to legally. Trump pulled back from striking Iran last week in retaliation for shooting down a U.S. drone. Trump explained that the casualties Iran would have suffered weren't in proportion to the loss of the drone. Also, President Trump is making moves designed to make health care pricing more transparent. We're here to announce new groundbreaking actions that we're taking to dramatically increase quality, affordability, and fairness to our health care system. During a White House event yesterday, Trump said patients have been at a disadvantage for too long. A new executive order requires health care providers and insurers to disclose how much a service will cost before it happens. Trump called it a historic action. He also suggested that medical pricing is often outrageous. SpaceX is celebrating a first-of-its-kind rocket launch billed as the company's toughest yet. A Falcon Heavy rocket was successfully launched overnight from the Kennedy Space Center for a Defense Department mission, carrying about two dozen satellites. It was the first-ever nighttime launch of the world's most powerful rocket and the first time a DoD launch has used boosters that have flown previously. The launch went smoothly, but the re-landing proved as difficult as thought. Two of the Falcon Heavy's side boosters made it back safely, but the core booster, however, crashed into the ocean. Tiger Woods' name is being dropped from a wrongful death lawsuit of an employee at the Woods restaurant in Florida. Woods' attorney said on Monday that the estate of the bartender who fatally crashed his car in December has voluntarily dismissed Woods as a defendant. The suit, filed last month, claims the Woods Jupiter and the general manager, who is Woods' girlfriend, contributed to the death of Nicholas Immisberger after he was overserved alcohol at the restaurant prior to his deadly crash. And Paris is looking to make flying taxis a reality by the middle of next decade. Airplane manufacturer Airbus is working with the French transport operator RATP. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Country Jam USA, celebrating our 30th anniversary with Keith Urban, Jay Goyle, Toby Keith, Marin Morris. Country Jam USA, sponsored in part by Senex, July 18th through the 20th in Eau Claire. Our biggest and most exciting jam ever. Go to CountryJamWI.com for tickets and camping information. That's CountryJamWI.com. Three incredible days, 30 years in the making. Country Jam USA. At Bremer Bank, we see you and everything you're working to accomplish. Since 1943, We've helped neighbors like you achieve success on their own terms, making the places we call home grow and prosper. We'd love to hear what you see for yourself, your business, your family, your future. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at Brimmer.com. Fifty-five degrees here at Wax one hundred four point five. Lacrosse has sixty-two. Marshfield's at fifty-five. Green Bay is at sixty-two. Rice Lake fifty-four. Wausau has fifty-eight. Madison's at sixty-two. Milwaukee is at sixty-three. And my wonderful reporter on Iman Ridge says it's fifty-eight. There, we're looking for some summer-like conditions. Finally, this morning. Uh, They're expected to arrive today with warm and humid weather coming. The conditions could bring more scattered rain later in the week, but today and tomorrow should be clear. Today we're looking at a high of 82 with a low of 55. Wednesday, a high of 83 with a low of 62. And Thursday, a high of 85 and a low of 64. And I believe those temperatures we'll be hearing from Monica Ott later at Skywarn 13. I believe those temperatures will be sliding up as the week progresses. Let's have a look at some of the morning markets. Cash livestock trade. Fed beef steers are at 109.5 to 116, with the mix selling 95 to 109. Fed beef heifers are at 109.5 to 115, with mixed a dollar to a dollar nine. Fed Holstein steers are at 82 to 90 and three quarters, with select and choice going for 60 to 84. Cows are at 45 to 51, with top selling at 68. Bulls are at 77 to 91. Butcher hogs are 52 and down. Sows are 32 to 36, with boars going for 12 to 15. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are $1.30 to $1.45, with feeder lambs at $1 to $1.50. On the livestock futures, live cattle for June are at uh, 106.92, that's up 37 cents. August at 102.42, up 20. October, 104.02, that's down 12. 
December 108.87, down 15. On the feeder cattle side, August is at 131.77, that's down $1.90. September 132.35, down 170. October 132.60, down 190. November 132.97, down 190. And January 131.37, down 210. Lean hogs for July are at 72.85. That's down 340. August is at 74.82 or 74.22. I'm sorry, down 367. October at 69.05 is down 367. And December at 68.90 is down 347. A first look at the dairy markets. Cheese closed yesterday with barrels at 172. That's down one and three quarters. 40 pound blocks at 184 were up one and a half. And grade AA butter at 240 and a quarter are up, is up one and a quarter. The class three futures for June is at, it's at 1630. That's unchanged. July at 1708, also unchanged. August at 1744 is up nine. In September at seventeen sixty four, also is up nine, and those prices look to be up through December. Those markets brought to you by the farm markets are being brought to you by McMillan Warner Mutual Insurance. You want assurance that your home, farm, and family has the coverage and protection it needs to get through whatever life sends its way. McMillan Warner Mutual Insurance offers insurance for your farm, home, seasonal, and now your local mutual insurance leader for service and stability offers coverage for your auto. McMillan Warner has been protecting your property for over 120 years, and now you can get that same peace of mind coverage with your auto insurance. To find out more, go to McMillanWarner.com and search for an agent near you. Economy Furniture in Chippewa Falls is something that you've got to see. The biggest selection for miles around, two jam-packed floors of quality. At Economy, you don't have to wait for a sale. It can be yours immediately. Everyday low prices on the best brand names, and we finance it interest-free. With more than 6,000 hotels across the country, a great hotel by Wyndham is closer than you think. Book direct at WyndhamHotels.com. Five oh nine a.m. here at Wax 104.5. Rolling with the morning chores. Scott with you this morning. Hey, if you like Christmas cookies, who doesn't like Christmas cookies? And we can talk about Christmas cookies any time of the year, it turns out. And they're going to be talking about them tomorrow evening over at Loyal with the 58th annual June Dairy Month Recipe Contest. That's uh, tomorrow evening, 6.30 to 7.15 registration. That's at Loyal City Hall. And a program will start at 7.30 p.m. That's the 58th annual 58 already, June Dairy Month Recipe Contest brought to you by the Clark County Dairy Promotion Committee. They always turn out some great recipes there. And, you know, speaking of food, we're winding down the season. Greenwood's Dairy Breakfast will be visiting this weekend on the 30th. That's at the Stiglitz Dairy Farm on River, River Avenue near Greenwood. If you need more information about that, uh, go to the Clark County UW Extension website and check them out. That's always a great time over there at the Greenwood Dairy Breakfast. And uh, Bob and I have been getting around, as you've seen, to all of those breakfasts around the countryside. And, you know, that takes some sponsorship. And we got plenty of sponsors. And uh, we could always use more, but... Our sponsors that are hosting uh, us, our drives around the countryside this year include the Wisconsin Farmers Union, KS Dairy Consulting, Lagranders Hillside Dairy, Hazaga's True Value Hardware in Stanley, Marika Gouda, McMillan Warner Mutual Insurance, Olenix, O'Galley Cheese and Gifts, United Mutual Insurance, previously known as Little Black Mutual, Compere Financial Services, Superior Gas Service in Marshfield, Nasonville Dairy, and Smith Brothers Meats in Colby. And we really appreciate uh, 
their sponsorships for helping us get around to all of these dairy breakfasts. Let's have a look at a little bit of the farm news. The U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement was on the agenda when Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau met last week with President Donald Trump in Washington. Mexico last week ratified the USMCA. The U.S. and Canada still need to ratify that agreement. President Trump said the U.S. ratification is up to the Democrats in Congress, saying he believes House Speaker Nancy Pelosi wants it ratified and that the Senate will quickly ratify it. Trudeau also met with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Pelosi to discuss passage of the USMCA. In another trade matter, President Trump and Chinese President Xi have agreed to meet during the upcoming G20 summit in Japan. Trump and Xi spoke on the phone last week, and Trump called it a good conversation. He said China would like to make a deal, and his administration would like to make a deal, but that it has to be a good deal for everybody. Before trade negotiations broke down last month, USDA Deputy Secretary Steve Sesney told the Red River Farm Network that the U.S. and China are very close to making a deal. And Wisconsin's chicken production was down during May, but the egg production was up when compared with production during May of 2018 and April of this year. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is reporting that there were 185 million eggs produced in the state during May, an 8% increase compared with April's production, and a 2% increase compared with the May of 2018 production. The number of layers was slightly more than 7 million, a 1% decrease compared with April, and a 6% decrease compared with May of 2018. The number of eggs produced per 100 hens was 2,607 in May, a 9% increase compared with April, and an 8% increase compared with May of 2018. That news brought to you by... Bobcat Plus, Chippewa Falls, and Osseo. Tough jobs demand tough equipment. Bobcat loaders from Bobcat Plus answer the question for those tough jobs. Like the new M-Series loaders. More power, more performance, more comfort. There's a loader that's perfect for your job, but don't just take my word for it. Hi, this is Bob Bosold. See the compact material handling experts at Bobcat Plus and let their specialists show you the growing lineup of Bobcat equipment. Visit Bobcat Plus in Butler, Waukesha, De Pere, Osseo or Eau Claire. Bobcat Plus, working the state of Wisconsin one customer at a time. 5.14 a.m. here at Wax 104.5. One more bit of egg news. The Wisconsin Dairy Task Force 2.0 voted unanimously last week to adopt their final report at their meeting last week in Madison. 51 recommendations approved by the group as at their previous meetings, were approved. Dairy Task Force 2.0 Chairman Dr. Mark Stevenson compiled the 51-page report. Besides those 51 recommendations, the report also provides information about milk production, milk price volatility, and changing farm structure across the country. Boy, I was talking before about how you can find us all over the place digitally today. You can go and listen to podcasts of us and everything else. And, you know, a lot of digital information is out there. And uh, Pam Yankee and Bob have a story to tell about digital information. We live in the information age. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And uh, information from farms is becoming absolutely prolific What that information is and how entities use that information is very, very valuable. Pam, I almost wish we could sell that as a commodity to some of these people that gather and use that information. Well, you're going down the right track, Bob, that's for sure. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. You know, Wisconsin played host to some of the top national farm business managers in the countryside recently. I caught up with one of them that's very much focused in on all the information today's average farm is generating. Farmers don't even realize it, realize it in many points. You know, today we've got the GPS, we've got our yield monitors, we've got uh, robotics on the farm. We're taking care of cattle with uh, 
different RFID tags. I mean, the technology we're using today is second to none. But that information, where does it go? What is it worth to the farm? And what do you have to protect? That's what I talked about with Terry Griffin. He is a business manager at the University of Missouri, and he was one of the guest speakers talking about all the data that agriculture today generates and how it could turn in to be one of the most valuable crops on the farm. But he also had some advice for farmers when it comes to that data and keeping control of it. Right, there's a lot of value to it. If you just look at how much money, how much venture capital is chasing farm data around the world, it's billions and billions of dollars. It's not, not anything small. And there's some really smart people here who are uh, backing this. And so at the farm level, we're asking, well, how valuable is this farm data and what can we do, for, do with it? Well, you know, the answer is different if we want to keep it within a farm gate as opposed to uh, participating communities um, who are trying to assemble farm data together. Uh, but farmers need to keep in mind that uh, the value capture is different for every player. So the value capture for the farmer is different than the ag retailer, than the uh, uh, company who controls the flow of data for that community. So one of the things that I think we've learned collectively is that there's a lot of competition out there for companies to compete with each other to get farm data. Uh, farmers may feel like they're in a hurry, but my best advice to uh, row crop farmers is that they can take a deep breath, wait, and see who will be the successful farm data companies because uh, there's a really good chance that if they, if a farmer joins a company today, that company may not be in business in a few years. And it's a, more than just a little hassle to join up every 18 months. So. Farmers, although um, you're getting a lot of pressure from companies to join and relinquish data to them, keep in mind that you're not in you're not in as big of a hurry as they are. They're in a hurry. You're not. Yeah, they're looking, as you said, for some of that venture capital, and that's all about numbers. Now, if I'm a grower, uh, is there anything that I have to be mindful of? You mentioned mm -hmm. I make a commitment to you. I'll relinquish my information to you. You go out of business. What happens to my information? Well, that's a good question, and you know. Uh, working with the ag attorneys, uh, they suggest that there's not really any uh, given laws, uh, state or federal level, that will govern these things. So it's going to revert back to contracts. So be familiar with what your contract says, and keep in mind that you know it's, it's could be as simple as when we uh, download an app to our yes. phone, you know, there's an agreement we sign, you know, the EULA, the end user license yeah. agreement. Well, um, when it comes to farm data issues, you know, be prepared to read those and know what they say. Um, but also keep in mind that, you know, as an individual farmer, you have virtually no negotiation power when it comes to uh, accepting an agreement from a multinational company. But be familiar with what those agreements say and what, what you're agreeing to. You know, Terry, that's, to your point, it is kind of frustrating. I think anybody with a smartphone has done it. You want this app right away, so you click it, you don't read all the way no. through. Now, to a farmer's point, is this turning into a value play, a money play? Is it to the point, as far as competitiveness, where this data and my partnership in relinquishing it is going to bring me any money? I said to you before, I'm trying to find a glass half full story here, Terry. No. Well, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, but the opportunity has to be met with due diligence of who to partner with. Yeah. Don't partner with everybody. Yeah. If you do, you've diluted yeah. yourself. But there are some good partners out there. And I, and I think if, you, if a farmer takes a close look about um, not just the, the relationships with the local um, sales force, but for, with the intention of the actual company, uh, not just looking at mission statements. Mission statements are sort of not as valuable as the written contracts. So be, be familiar with that. A lot of opportunity at the farm level within a farm gate. Uh, my best recommendation to a farmer is you probably have the technology, you probably have yield monitors, NAS applied, verbal rate equipment, you have access to all this equipment. One of the greatest things that you can do within the farm gates is test new products, whether it's a fungicide or a system, a practice, a tillage device, do some on-farm experimentation, take your precision ag tools, um, collect the data and analyze it to see which practices work best under your management practices on your farm. And I think that's one of the greatest things farmers can be doing right now with farm data. Because it differentiates you. It does. And you, you will have a year, maybe two, leapfrog against other farms who are waiting to see what products are um, been successful in their area. 
All right, what about acres? See, I got a bunch of guys in Wisconsin, Terry, that, mm -hmm. that say, ah, I'm too small. Does mm -hmm. it matter? Well, you know, it's obvious if you want to invest in large machinery, you need some acres to spread the fixed cost yeah. out on, okay? But let's talk about farm data. Um, smaller farms who maybe even uh, custom have custom operators come in to harvest their, their acres, well, they can still get data, right? You know, they can still get access to, to farm data, uh, thousands of observations per acre. And if small farms, small acre farms, pull their data together, they may gain insights that would otherwise be unattainable at the acreage level and help play, uh, level the playing field against larger farms. You make a good point. Hadn't even thought about my custom operators. Do I have to have a conversation with my custom chopper, my custom combine, mm -hmm. custom planter on what mm -hmm. they're doing with my information? Uh, yes, I think so. Uh, that's one of the things I've noticed uh, as I travel the world. When I was in Australia last year, there were um, farms tend to be bigger in Australia, um, it's a lot drier than, mm -hmm. than here in the heartland of the United States. So you'll see 20, 30,000 acre farms, and if farms that big will have their own harvesters, their own planters, but they also have their own uh, fertilizer applicators, their own sprayers. So they have less reliance upon third party retailers or cooperatives or uh, uh, custom applicators. And in the United States, we have more reliance upon those third party services, such that our data is all, I say our data, that's, uh, data may not be able to be owned. Uh, such that in the United States, farms are sized such that different service providers will have access to different layers of data mm -hmm. just because of the business structure that we're using. Mm -hmm. You kind of led me to my next question. Can we own data? Uh, how, is the cat already out of the bag on this, Terry? Um, we've, like I said, we've been talking about big data for a few mm -hmm. years now. Yeah. It's, it's caught the attention of a lot of big industries and it's got conferences happening around yeah. the world. Is the cat out of the bag on me being able to own my own data and keep control of it? I don't think it's a story has been written yet. Um, the ag attorneys I work with will tell me that uh, there's no state or federal legislation in the United States that governs ownership of data, period. Um, and in particular, there's nothing in farm data, so that means we resort back to contracts. Uh, data being an intangible good, yeah. um, it doesn't fit well with things that we can hold yeah. and touch and feel that we can own yeah. by those definitions mm -hmm. and the, the definition of ownership does not apply to things like data that have no yeah. tangible yeah. value. Mm -hmm. So with all this international discussion about tariffs and intellectual mm -hmm. property that automatically makes me curious. Our companies that we work with are international companies mm -hmm. uh, in other world markets but my, my information may end up in their hands. Is that part of this intellectual property concern that we hear of? Well, there's a lot of concerns about that. Um, and it's not just international. It can be um, yeah. multinational or even uh, companies within the United States yeah. that we're, we're dealing with. Um, and, and the fact is we need to be cognizant that a company's goal is to make money. If it is a publicly traded company, right. their job is to make their shareholders happy. Their job is not to make customers happy. Okay. Uh, so keep that in mind. Now, okay, what can I do? You've scared me now, Terry. I'm looking around every mm -hmm. corner on my cell mm -hmm. phone and my virtual world and I'm thinking, oh geez, they know my cows, right. they know my... So what can I do? Do I have to put a filter on? Do I have to have some security system? Do I have to put out a new protocol to my employees about uh, any downloads? What do I have to do? Well, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, there was a project that um, there was an ag attorney at uh, Oklahoma State University named Shannon Farrell, who, and he and I put a workbook, a handbook together last year. And uh, we, he lays out these things. He suggests if you have employees, uh, consider having employees sign a non-disclosure agreement if they have access to, to data, okay? Some, just some common sense type things. Um, but when it comes to farm data, there's gonna be a lot of opportunity. Um, it, it, I think it's best not to partner with everybody. Be selective who you partner with. And if you're unsure, just sit back and wait. I think the solution will present itself in the near future. Do collect data because if you, even if you don't have any reason to now, you may next year. And it, there's a learning curve. So it's best right. to make those mistakes early on, and then by the time you get ready to use it, you're doing a really good job of collecting that data. Where do you point farmers as far as how to start that learning curve, Terry? Because mm -hmm. I don't even know how to begin 
pulling my data together? Is it multiple platforms that mm -hmm. I have to be looking at? Is there one place I can go that will coach me up on how to do this? How do I get started? Well, the multiple platforms is a current problem and a barrier. Yeah. None of us want to no. input the data more than once, right? So I think that's a problem that needs to alleviate itself before we get real serious by joining. Mm -hmm. um, basic things we've been hearing for 20 years. Farmer, calibrate your yield monitor. Mm -hmm. Uh, you may want to do this more than once per year. Uh, we say look at the manufacturer's recommendations. Yeah. Um, calibrate the yield monitor and start collecting good data. Look at the data and ask yourself, how can I become a better farmer by using this? And I've had farmers tell me that they've learned things about uh, different style of combine operation. You've got different generations on a farm. Yeah. Some people drive differently in different mm -hmm. directions. Um, and, and when we're harvesting grain, well, there's, there's, we may want to change our path plan going through the field to increase the quality of the yeah. data. How many times do we need to lift a header mm. and sure. those types of things? Mm. Mm. Boy, it gets complicated fast, too. That's Dr. Terry Griffin. He's a farm management cropping systems precision agriculture assistant professor. My mistake, he's at Kansas State University. And here's the real challenge. Terry says that right now there is really no platform that can help you keep control of your data. He said he's optimistic that we're going to get there, but today there's no real way to aggregate all your data into one system. So instead, you've got to try to keep a handle on all of it, and that gets complicated quick. But he said in the future, he hopes there will be value in that data from the farm. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Attention Chippewa Valley. If you're interested in getting out of your old car and getting into a new Kia for thousands less, please listen closely to the following announcement. Announcing the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. Where saving thousands on a new car is a whole lot of fun. 20% of Prestige Kia's inventory has been marked down with a super saving sticker. Find a Prestige Kia marked with a saving sticker and save up to an additional $2,000 off the dealer's discount. That's right. You get Prestige Kia's discount. And if you find a new Kia with a saving sticker, you can save an additional $2,000 off the dealer discount. Worried about your credit? Don't sweat it. If you have a job bringing home $2.99 per week, our lenders will push to approve your credit today. So if you want to shop all over Wisconsin, that's your business. But if you want to have a whole lot of fun and save thousands on your next car purchase, that's our business. Prestige Kia, just one mile north of I-94 on Highway 93 in Eau Claire. Or visit spendlessgetmore.com. Maximum savings on select 2019 Sorentos and 2019 Kia Stingers. Discount includes factory rebate and 2000 dollars discount. Expires 63019. If you have frequent heartburn, take control of it with Prilosec OTC. Instead of stashing antacids everywhere, like in your junk drawer, buried under old batteries and hotel pens. Or in your purse, hiding in the one pocket you won't check. You even have antacids on your nightstand, which are very hard to see in the dark. Ah, it's time you stopped stashing antacids and started taking Prilosec OTC. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. It's possible with Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days, not for immediate relief. If you test drive a new 2019 Ford F-150 truck, I promise you'll see why more truck owners are switching and driving Ford F-150s. Now through June 30th, 2019, you can lease a new 2019 Ford F-150 STX for only $199 a month. Plus, you get your choice of a free tunnel cover or a spray and bed liner. I'm Kina. And I'm Rick Moore, the owner of the all-new Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. Lease a new 2019 Ford F-150 STX for just $199 a month, 24-month lease. $10,500 miles per year, zero security deposit. This $199 a month lease offer ends June 30th, 2019. We've got a great selection of new 2019 F-150s. If you don't see the truck color or options you're looking for, I'll get it for you. At Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane, we give everyone our lowest price. So you never have to worry if you paid too much or if you paid more than your neighbor. Come on in. The all-new Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. Across from the new Fleet Farm, I-94 and Highway 93. 5.31 a.m. as we continue the morning tours here on Wax 104.5. Let's go over to the Zambroda Market and hear Pat Mikla's report from that barn. Looking at last week's closing markets in the cattle division, we had beef steers up to $1.950 to $1.16 with the mixed grading steers 95 to $1.09. 
Beef heifers up to $1.950 to $1.15 with the mixed grading heifers, $1 to $1.09. And we had dairy steers bring in $82 to $90.75. Some select grades range from $60 to $84. And the dairy cross steers brought from $85 to $1.12.50. We had market cows trading mostly from $50 to $68 with thin shelly cows bringing $20 to $49. And the market bulls traded at $78 to $91. In the sheep and lamb division, market lambs, the shorn and the unshorn, were bringing $1.30 to $1.45. We had feeder lambs weighing 50 to 90 pounds from $1 to $1.50. Slaughter used utility and goods brought 50 to 62.50, with the thin and call used ranging from 10 to 50. Small goats 40 to 60 pounds brought 65 to 150, 70 to 90 pounds from 145 to 250, and the goats weighing 120 to 240 pounds range from 160 to $300 per head. Just a reminder of our next dairy cattle sale coming up this Tuesday, June 25th. And that's a look at the markets from Central Livestock at the Zambroda Market. Central Livestock Association is your full-service livestock market with sale barns in Zombroda, Albany, and Rock Creek. Central Livestock has been in the business of marketing your livestock successfully for almost 100 years, so you know they know the business. They handle all species of livestock with special sales each week, Monday through Thursday. To find out more about their sales schedule, call Zombroda toll-free at 1-877-732-7305. That number again is 1-877-732-7305. Trust your livestock to the professionals at Central Livestock. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. 55 degrees here at the Wax 104.5 Studio in Eau Claire. We'll be hearing uh, more about that summer-like condition from Monaco over at Skywarn 13. But first, a little bit of local news. The search for an 11-year-old for 11-year-old Jamison Miller is over. The sheriff in Adams County yesterday said crews found the boy's body near Kilbourne Dam on the Wisconsin River. Miller had been missing since Tuesday when he slipped below the water on the Wisconsin River. There's a new tick to look out for in Eau Claire County. Public health managers say they've confirmed the Lone Star tick has been found in the county. The Lone Star tick has a white spot on the middle of its back, and just like all other ticks, the Lone Star ticks carry diseases. And you can buy whiskey and vodka and gin as much as you want in the state of Wisconsin. Governor Tony Evers yesterday signed a new law that removed the old cap on hard liquor sales. Shoppers have always been able to buy all the beer and wine they want, but Wisconsin had been limiting stores to selling just four liters of hard alcohol per sale. And I mentioned that temperature and that summer-like weather. Monica's over at Skywarn 13. Monica, what's it going to get to be like? Well, Scott, today and tomorrow will certainly feel and look like summer, seasonable in the low 80s. This morning, it's a little bit cooler. We're in the low 50s thanks to that clear sky, but quickly warming up thanks to that bright sunshine. And it will be a little breezy today, but comfortable with uh, lower humidity. 82 for an official high today, then tonight seasonable, 59 with a clear sky. More sunshine tomorrow, 83, just another gorgeous day to spend some time outdoors. And then later this week, we really start to crank up the heat and the humidity. Storm chances will also increase Thursday and Friday with highs in the mid to upper 80s and slight chances for showers and storms by Saturday. 90 hot and humid and will stay close to 90 both Sunday and Monday with a few more storms and more humidity. Right now in Eau Claire it is clear and 53. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Monica Ott. Thank you, Monica. Those are good growing degree days that are coming up then. That's a good thing. Yeah, very good thing. Great thing for all the, catching up the crops out there. Thank you, Monica. Monica out over at Skywarn 13.
Premier Livestock and Withy will have a special spring beef breeding bull stock cow, cow calf pair, and feeder cattle auction on Tuesday, June 25th at 11 a.m., expecting 600 to 700 head. On Wednesday, June 26th at 11 a.m., there will be a big dairy cattle auction, two big herd dispersals. Herd number one, 160 high quality Holstein and Red Holstein dairy cows, parlor freestall. Lots of top fancy cows. Herd number two, 100 Holstein parlor freestall cows, plus registered Holstein bulls on the auction. June is dairy month. Premier Livestock is serving free soft serve ice cream at Wednesday's dairy auction. There will also be a machinery auction on Thursday, June 27th, starting with small items at 9.30 a.m. Large items to follow. Premier Livestock is Wisconsin's newest and fastest growing auction, selling 2,000 to 3,000 head every week. Check out their website at premierlivestockandauctions.com or give them a call at 715-229-2500-537-AM-here-at-Wax-104.5-Hey-Let's-Go-On-Up-To-The-Equity-Baron-Market-To-Hear-Casey's-Report-Just-A-Reminder-We'll-Be-Having-A-Small-Animal-S
come pretty much the same trend on the Holstein Bull Cares. A little better demand on the bulls uh, uh, yesterday as compared to the end of last week, but your good quality 85, 230 pound Holstein Bull Cares, uh, selling from 40 to 100. Extreme top in the bull calves on Monday did reach 130. Heifer calves, very limited demand, $50 and below. Uh, beef calves in good demand, uh, mostly from 150 to 300. Uh, extreme top yesterday on those did reach 340. Now, today, Tuesday, um, market auction here in Stratford, that will get underway at 11 o'clock for our cows and fat cattle bulls this morning. And uh, dairy sale today will be at horse stables in Thorpe. That will be also at 11 o'clock start time for the dairy sale again today. That will be at horse stables in Thorpe. And just a reminder, next feeder cattle sale, Bradford here tomorrow, that will be a noontime start. So, Scott, that's what we have for the folks uh, uh, this Tuesday morning here. Um, we'll be back here tomorrow morning, update all the activity from today. And, uh, well, also you can look at our uh, website, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page for the uh, – Holiday sales schedule next week, of course, not not too much, uh, not too many changes next week. The only thing is, July Force, of course, is on a Thursday, so we will be uh, closed on that day. So right. uh, you can uh, check that out. And uh, I guess that's all we have this morning. Scott, you enjoy all this right. beautiful day, and uh, well, this is one of these good days where it's going to be nice to be outside. But like I said, we did get uh, some additional rain over here yesterday. Uh, well, we had about four or five little showers all day. It added up to over half an inch already, again, in yep. addition to what we had over the weekend. So, like I said, we got plenty of moisture. We need some warm weather. And it's here. Thanks a lot, Jerry. Jerry Scott, Fitch- enjoy the day. and yeah. yep. Be Go careful. Ahead. Don't get sunburned. <laughs> I won't. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford Equity. Thank you, Jerry. Join Mega Co-op Rewards today and start saving on gas at Holiday. Every Mega Co-op member gets an automatic $0.03-per-gallon discount on gas at Holiday. And if you pay with cash, you can save even more. Not only that, Mega Co-op members get rewards for in-store purchases as well as other entertainment discounts around town. Not a member yet? Sign up today at megacoop.com and start saving on gas only at Holiday. a.m. here at Wax 104.5. Michelle is on the phone with me over at Kareen Livestock at Thorpe. Good morning, Michelle. Hey, good morning, Scott. How are you doing this morning? Up and at them and ready to take on this summer weather, huh? I am. I'm looking forward to finally having some hot summer weather. That's a good thing. Well, I think you're in luck. Hey, and speaking of that, uh, let's see what day is today, Tuesday, huh? How are things going okay. over at Turin? All right. Thank you, Scott. Summing up the sale from Monday, June 24th at Turin Livestock Market. In the Swedekar Market, we tapped at 64 and a half with a consignment by Dennis Susan of Bradison. 81% of the cows sold from 42 and above. Market cows were 55 to 63, low-yielding cows 44 to 54, then in wheat cows 43 and down. In the Holstein Steer Market, Choice and Prime 80 to 88 with a select of 79 and down. For B-type steers and heifers, Choice and Prime 85 to 106, selects were 83 and down. In the home market, high-yielding beef types came in at 66 to 81 with utilities of 64 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves up from 50 to $140 per head. We tapped at 143 with the consignment by Ray Brzezinski of Stanley. Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to $65 per head. Beef calves, 100 to $300 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 61 to 64, sows 45 to 47, and there was no test on the boars. Our next show will be tomorrow, Wednesday, the 26th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have a question or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlonthorpe.com. For all the butcher and livestock, your family owned and operated market. Have a great day. Thank you, Michelle. And by the way, I do believe the tall one is going to be back in the shop tomorrow morning. So we have to figure out some, uh, do some conniving and come up with some good ways to uh, poke uh, at him a little bit, don't we? Yes, we do. I'll be thinking about that all day. (laughs) All right. You be concentrating on that because you got to give it to him. Thank you, Michelle. That's Michelle over at Tureen Livestock at Thorpe. 
hey, in the past couple of days, I've been talking about Bob introducing us to the Section 1, 2, 3, and 7 uh, FFA officers. You got to hear him introduce the Sections 1 and 2 officers yesterday. And today he's going to introduce the Section 3 and 7 new state FFA officers. Today we visit with two more of the FFA officers from our area who will be serving the FFA as state officers for 2019-2020. Curtis Welzine is taking over for his brother Colin, who is now the president of the FFA, as the state officer for the Section 3 group, obviously from the Arcadia FFA chapter. And we asked Curtis what office he will actually have for the FFA officer team this year. Treasurer. So, as we mentioned, obviously, we talked to your brother last year as a Section 3 officer. Now he's the state president. What was the influence for you? Was it him or was it uh, others that influenced you to want to be on this team too? Uh, my brother definitely pushed me to go above and beyond and become a state officer. I've seen the ups and downs of the whole year and the whole gig that he had, and he, he was really good at it, so he really encouraged me to do that. Along with that, my parents really, really encouraged me. My dad was also an FFA, so he really pushed me to go above and beyond in that part. And then my advisors, of course, uh, they also pushed me to do the state office thing, so I'm really blessed to have a good support system at home. So as the conversation went along that uh, your brother Colin said, I'm going to run for president, and you said, I'm going to run for vice president or state office, what was the conversation like? What did your dad say? Go for it or, hey, boys, we got a farm to run here too? Absolutely. He said, go for it. You can work the rest of your life. And we also got a younger brother, so my dad's just going to have him do all the chores now. So <laughs> he's not too excited about it, but we'll get through it together. So I'm sure. But when I talked to Colin and I said, going through college, being FFA officer team, he said, I want to be a dairy farmer. What do you want to be? Dairy farmer. I the farm right now is with my, with my dad and two brothers, his two brothers, and uh, my two brothers are one day going to hopefully take it over and become the fourth generation to operate it, so that's really something special to, to us. It really is. Well, what's the operation all about now? Uh, 180 cows, about 700 acres. In the future, we're maybe looking to expand it, and maybe not. We'll just see what the future holds. Now, in FFA, you were very involved. I mean, you were in judging, you were speaking. Tell us about some of those things you did and how successful you guys were. As a freshman, I started off in the creed speaking. I made it to state. I was one of the top ten creed speakers. Uh, then throughout, I did almost all the leadership development events. I did parliamentary procedure, like Lindsay, uh, discussion meet, uh, basically everything. Then in CD judging, I was a dairy products champion my junior and senior year, so that was pretty special. Now, as you uh, go back and talk to members of your chapter, what do you encourage them to get involved in? Or how do you encourage them to get involved? Because some don't like to fill out forms and some don't want to study for tests and CDEs and things like that. How do you encourage not only your chapter, I guess, but others now in Section 3? It's one way just challenge them to be the best they can be. I've always grown up with that attitude is you only get one life, so you might as well live it to the fullest and be the best that you can be. So that's one thing I'm really going to try to install in them this year. Now, you want to be the best you can be, the best dairy farmer you can be. How are you going to prepare yourself? During this year and after this year, as far as education, the dairy industry has changed a whole lot since uh, your dad and uncles were, were your age. During the year, we should be able to meet a lot of our sponsors and just agriculture uh, professionals, so just talking to them and really learning from them. And then in the future, I just had completed my freshman year at uh, University of Wisconsin River Falls, majoring in egg business. So just uh, that college degree is really going to help me with the changing egg industry. So what are you going to do this year now as far as uh, when school starts in the fall? Are you going to be there? Are you going to take a semester, a year off? What's up with you? In the fall, I plan on taking internship credits and possibly an online class. And then the spring, uh, depending on how it goes, I, I'm planning on as of right now to be back up on campus. And uh, how much credit can you get then when you get back in spring and in class? Are you going to take a full load? We're going to try to. Colin did it, so I feel like I can do it too. So about 12 to 18 credits, depending, depending on. As you get along around and visit with your chapters this coming year, what kind of a message, or have you thought about it yet? Uh, same question I asked Lindsay. What kind of a message would you like to share with, with FMA members and, and family members and others? 
Well, I'd message just get active. Uh, that's the best way to really get involved in FFA and just take advantage of your opportunities. Like I said earlier, you only have one life, so you might as well make the most of it, and you can do that by taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you. So if you and your brother, just the two of you, put your heads together and talked about it yet, or are you going to do that with the whole officer team? And obviously you will have time together, but uh, what kind of discussions have you had? Uh, not a whole lot yet. This whole state officer thing's a little new, but definitely we'll have to run them by the whole team and then probably with Colin, too. So. Good luck. Have a good year. Thank you. All right, that's Curtis Welzine from the Arcadia chapter. He is, again, the treasurer of the state officer team this year, representing Section 3. Now let's go to Section 7 in central Wisconsin, and uh, Dan Clark is with us from the Spencer FFA. and. Do you feel any added pressure since the state FFA headquarters, Dan, is right in Spencer? Yeah, just a mile away, you know. <laughs> your, your folks realize that when all the team comes over, your house might be a bunkhouse? Um, yeah, that was that was one of my first questions when I got home to my parents. Um, and uh, they, I think I think we can make it make it work, maybe. <laughs> well, tell me about it. Uh, when did you start thinking that uh, I want to be a state officer? Well, you know, I mean, I guess it started my seventh grade year when I got to go to my first state convention is the first time that I thought about it. Um, watched one of my friends get elected, uh, Leah Lipke. And ever since then, I've had on and off thoughts about it. And now I've really realized that this is what I want to do. How long did you prepare for it? I mean, obviously, since seventh grade, you were thinking about it. So you're obviously already preparing. But when did you get serious about it? And who really helped you get the job done? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go back probably like six months ago was when I was probably like, yep, okay, this is what I really want to do, um, and th this is how I want to do it. And um, Ashley Zimmerman helped me a lot with, with everything, um, preparing for a lot of different things. I was very thankful. Um, I, and I'm fortunate that I've known a couple of past state officers as well, so I, I've always had people to talk to, whether they were um, an officer 30 years ago or within the last five years. So tell me the things you did in high school, Dan, at Spencer High School during your uh, formative years in FFA, judging, speaking contests, what did you all get involved in? Uh, I never did anything with judging, but for speaking contests, I, I did creed speaking, um, quiz bowl, and I tried Parley Pro once, realized I, that was not for me, and didn't do that one again. But uh, discussion meet is, is where my... Um, where my talents unfolded, I guess. That was my, my favorite one to do. Oh, that's great. Well, tell me about uh, your education and your goals for the future and uh, your background out of uh, the classroom. Uh, yeah, well, uh, for education for the future, I, uh, I was planning on going to uh, Stevens Point for fisheries and aquatics, but I'm just going to end up taking the, the year off this year, and I also feel that um, being a state officer might lead me to agricultural education as well. But... I see in your resume here that uh, you've got an interest, or at least had an interest, in the military. Is that is that still part of the plan, possibly? Um, you know, I mean, I'd like it to be. I'd like to say it, it is. Um, I don't. I just don't know where things are going to take me now um, with FFA. Stevens Point had a really good um, program for what I was going to do, and they had a great ROTC program. Um, I don't know where I'm going to be going after this, though, for that military experience, at least. But that final decision hasn't been made yet. No, everything is still in the plans. Things are things are still um, coming out as as other things happen. And yeah, state office put a, um, a just a, a big dip in my plans, I guess. And we'll we'll just see what happens. Well, you're young. You got a lot of opportunity ahead of you. That's for sure. And I'll ask you the same question that I asked. I didn't ask Ryan, but I'll ask you. What kind of a message do you have for FFA members as you go into their schools for their banquets for the officer visit well i had i had a very non-traditional ffa start um none of my family except for one of my uncles or i guess two of my uncles were in ffa one of them actually received his american degree about 60 years ago which i didn't even know about until i became a state officer but um it, with me growing up in in the middle of town, um, I walked into a seventh grade uh, agriculture class for the first time. Just it was a class that we were just forced to take, and then ever since then, I my my horizons just expanded. But trying to tell everybody that FA is for everybody and that there is a spot for everyone. Um, if you don't like speaking, that's fine because then you can maybe do judging. If you, and um, if you don't like uh, being around people, that's fine because then you can work with with um, people just from your own groups and you don't have to really expand yourself. But I mean, it is really nice to do those things. But um, just showing that every that there is a spot for absolutely everybody. And I think everybody needs to 
at least try FFA because it'll take you places, that's for sure. And are you state vice president too? Yes, I am. Yeah, you managed to get three out of the five of us here today. So. Well, you only have five days in and you got about 360 more to go. That's have true. fun and enjoy it. Thank you very much. All right, and that's Dan Clark from the Spencer FFA again. Our state officers that will make up the 2019-2020 FFA team here in Wisconsin. I'm Bob Bosold. Great Kids doing, well, not kids, great young people, though, doing great things. Heading toward the Milk House with the morning chores. Let's look at the uh, morning markets on the green side of things. July corn is at 450 up three. July oats at 270 unchanged. July soybeans at 914 up six. July soybean meal at $319.20 a ton. That's up $1.60. And July wheat at 541 is up three. On the country elevator prices, the countryside co-ops on the corn side of things, the countryside co-ops at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, all are at 390. Stevens Point at 410. Elk Mound, 394. Sparta, 397. Ellsworth, 382. The ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 398. Stanley, 404. And New Richmond at 398. On the soybean side, Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, all at 822. Stevens Point, 820, Elk Mound, 837, Sparta, 818, Ellsworth, 822. On the dairy side, yesterday ended with barrels at 172, down one and three quarters, 40-pound blocks, 184, up one and a half, grade double-A butter, 240 and a quarter, up one and a quarter. On the class three futures, June is at 1630, that's steady. July, 1708, also steady.